Dr. Jacqueline Duget. Welcome to What is Black podcast that focuses on issues important to raising healthy and thriving Black children and adolescents. As a pediatrician and mom of color, I saw the need to create an additional educational platform to reach parents raising kids of color to address issues and challenges that are not always discussed in the pediatrician's office. Thank you for joining us for this week's conversation. All right, welcome to another episode of What is Black Podcast. Our guest today is Amanda Rodriguez. Um, Amanda Rodriguez is a hum- humor blogger, writer, photographer, and author who's authentic, hey girl writing style, and ability to find the humor in everyday situations have touched parents for years. Amanda's also a mom of three sons. Um, and also has, um, is also a mom to cute little dogs that I, that I always see, um, on her Instagram stories and Instagram posts. <laughs> um, and so, but today we're going to talk, talk with her about her, her first book, which is 50 things to do in baby's first year, the first time mom guides for your baby, yourself and your sanity, which was released, um, in 2019. Um, so I wanted to talk, um, talk to Amanda for this episode, because I love sharing resources, um, especially for, for you know, children, um, children's resources for parents, and especially for first time parents, because it can it can be very harrowing, you know, having had the experience as well, being a mom of two myself. So welcome, Amanda, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is. It is a pleasure. So as I, you know, as I sh- as I shared in the introduction, um, I think it's important um, for my for, for the as part of the podcast to share resources with with my listeners, um, especially um, resources like yours about you know parenting, especially for new moms. So, when to to get right into to a discussion about about your book, Fifty Things to Do in Baby's First Year, and I was wondering if you could just share a brief summary of the book. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, the book is 50 Things to Do in Baby's First Year, um, and it is a mom's guide to not just surviving, but thriving during your first year as a new parent. Um, for anybody who's been there before, anyone who's just starting the journey of parenthood, I think we can pretty much all agree that it meets and exceeds our expectations in a variety of ways. Um, and some of those are super, super challenging. Like I always say that I've never had an experience that was more in every way um, than my parenting experience. So it was more fulfilling. It's more challenging, more scary, more fun, more everything than I anticipated that it would be. So um, I wanted to write this book from the perspective of not just like, you know, the basic things that you need to know about, you know, feeding your baby and caring for your baby, but also feeding yourself and caring for yourself. And um, that includes your mental health and your physical health and um, the relationships that you have with your partner and your family and your friends and sort of just like, you know, continuing to be a person uh, that is more than just a mom throughout the whole process. And I think, I think that was, I think that came through um, in the book and I, and as um as I read the book, I love the tone of the book, and I think it really reflects um, even you know the way that you post things on your your blog site, Dude Mom. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, you know, so for me, the tone of the book, I you know, I kind of found it as like fun, relatable, and colorful. And I was wondering, you know, th- you know why th- why that approach? I mean, I think it I think I think it's probably understandable based on like I said how how you sort of you know present yourself on Dude Mom and and your your personality, but you know, most mom books, I don't think are kind of like cut and dry. It's like, you do this, you do this, but I think your book does more than that. 
Oh yeah. Thank you. I, I wanted it to be sort of like you're, you're just talking to friends and that's how my dude mom is. Um, I think my social media channels are the same way. It's like, you know, we are just some girlfriends hanging out and I try to be authentic and keep it real with everybody on my blog, um, on my social channels. And I wanted the book to sort of be the same thing. I didn't want it to come across as, you know, judgmental or an expert's guide or anything. Cause it, as far as I'm concerned, like being an expert parent is kind of an oxymoron. Like you really can't perfect that process <laughs> and no two people are going to have the same experience. So it's kind of just, you know, getting, sharing my perspective. The book also has a lot of other moms and other um, experts in different fields. So, you know, like a chiropractor and um, financial health, a wealth person and that kind of stuff. So they're experts in their field weighing in on some particular topics that have to do with parenting and mothering. Um, so I wanted to just bring in all of those perspectives and, you know, we're just talking, we're just hanging out. This is easy. Um, it's an easy conversation. Um, we, we want to be there like, you know, to help and to connect and support other moms. Um, and I wanted the book to come across that way. I didn't, there's always like, so many people who are telling you exactly what you need to do and like giving you quote unquote advice that, you know, they think you have to follow um, or judging things that moms are doing or shaming moms for doing certain things. And I didn't want the book to come across that way. I just wanted it to be, you know, this is my experience and you can do this girl, however you want to do it. <laughs> and I found, and what I really found endearing as well as I saw a recent Instagram post that you, that you shared where you talked about um, your other other you know your friends that are also moms, right, mm-hmm. and the importance of having that connection. And I just wonder, wonder if you could touch a little bit about that part of the book, because um, again, you know, being a new mom, I mean, we've done it a couple times, right? <laughs> and and it, it can be it can be an isolating experience, right? Because you know you go through your own personal personal journey being a mom, and no one can really understand your your own journey, but you can, there's a shared there's a shared experience with moms and why it's important to sort of have that connection with other moms. Sure. Yeah, I um I would say I think when I've had my first son especially, I was always like on the hunt for mom friends. Like I, I had my oldest son, I was younger than a lot of moms um and I just we had moved to a new area, so I left all of my friends behind um and it was sort of this experience where it was like I just felt alone. And um, I think that's how I sort of developed my blog. I turned to this online space where there were other people that I could connect with. Um, and those like, I, we always have this joke with bloggers where it's like online friends are real friends <laughs> um, because you know, people are like, Oh, they're not real. Like, but they are, they felt, you know, and, and, and a lot of my first mom friends are people that I met online. And then, have since become in real life friends with those people. So having those supportive relationships are important, like at every stage of your parenting journey. And I think now it's, it's really challenging when you have a, you know, a newborn baby at home, you're trying to figure out parenting. If you work, you're trying to figure out parenting and working um, and, and having a a relationship with your partner and, you know, trying to figure out all of these things. So it, it makes sense then that, that it's, it's a little more challenging, or at least it was for me to find time and space to connect with other women who were going through that same experience. But when I did, I found that my experience and myself was just so much more fulfilled. 
Um, and then, you know, developing those relationships over time. I, I have, you know, uh, some groups of friends now that a lot of them, honestly, I, I met through my kids, like in sports and different activities and them going to school and that kind of thing. But having people to share this experience with throughout, like from newborn all the way to like teenager and, you know, graduating senior and all that, it's it's really it, it's an important part of the motherhood journey, I think. And I think another um, important important piece that you put in the book that I don't don't see a lot talking about moms. Maybe I think now it's starting to to resonate mm-hmm. is the issue of self care, sure. right? Because I think you know I had, I had a conversation with um, my first episode with um, a fellow pediatrician. We talked about like a super mom. She has a podcast called Super Mom Rehab, right? Because I think um, especially. <clears throat> I guess all moms, but sometimes I feel like being an African-American mom or mom of color, I feel like there's extra, extra pressure. And sometimes like, you know, it's all about the baby and we're like, okay, we're going to make sure they get to the right preschool. We got to do this right, feed them the right food, you know, vegan or not. Right. But sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. And I think, I think, again, you highlight that so, so well in the book. So I just wanted to, to get from your perspective. Um, why do you think sometimes moms, we forget this and why is, why is it important for moms to take care of themselves? Yeah. So I, I learned this one from hard experience. I, um, I was a mom who was, you know, overwhelmed and I wanted to be like the best mom ever. Um, and I 100% forgot everything about who I was as a person and, um, taking care of myself there, you know, I remember so many days, like my husband would come home and I'm sitting on the bottom stairs, just like crying, holding the baby out. We're all dirty. And I'm just like, take this thing. <laughs> and I, I wish like looking back, especially, you know, I, 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 it was a learning experience, obviously. So I got better with my third one. Um, but you know, looking back, I wish that I would have invested the time in my own self-care and like mental health if for no other reason than to make my experience as a mother more positive, like it was so easy to get caught up in like the hard things and the bad things. And I have so many fewer positive experience memories of time, like newborn young baby time with my first son than I do with like my second and my third son. Um, So I think it's important for moms, like, you know, when you talk about postpartum depression, postpartum um, health and, and, and just, going on as like a happy mom and being able to enjoy all of the parts of your child. It's really hard to do that when you're not taking care of yourself at all. And I, I want it after having an experience where it was like, Whoa, everything about that. Don't remember any good things. And then my next experience having so many positive memories, I want to remind moms that it's okay to take a step back and to take care of yourself and to make sure that you're taken care of so that you can give your best to your baby and, you know, relish the experience that you're having with them. Um, I, I wound up, I, I don't know if you know this, but I wound up on what not to wear the TV show because I had like entirely lost sight of every single thing about who I was. <laughs> The person. So we don't all need to go through like a uh, humiliating on-screen experience to find that, <laughs> to refine ourselves or rediscover who we are as people. Um, and I, I hope that, you know, some of the things I say on my blog and, you know, the book as well, help people remember that before you too wind up getting um, humiliated on national TV. <laughs> 
But I think it does help, right? I, I think it does help to see someone else and you can say that, oh yeah, someone else has gone through this, right? And I can, and someone can, is relatable and can relate to my, relate to my experience. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and just, I mean, and, and I think there's a, a, a element of importance when, you know, other moms say it. It's like, we all have this, whether we admit it or not, I feel like so many of us have this pressure to not necessarily impress other moms, but we don't want to be that mom. Like none of us want to be the mom who's like, you know, the other moms are talking about or the other people just, it's just this like societal pressure, I guess, or pressure from our families or wherever it's coming from. But we, we all have this idea of what we want to be as a mom and hearing other moms say, you know, it's okay to do this. It doesn't, doesn't make you a bad mom. If you are, you know, going and, having, letting Calgon take you away for the afternoon, that's okay. Um, I think we all need that little bit of reassurance to know that like we can still be a good mom. And in fact, we may be a better mom if we are taking time to actually take care of ourselves. You know, I have, you know, I have a, my copy of your book and I'm looking through it and I, you know, throughout the book, again, just, just talking about how you make the book relatable for moms. You have quotes um, I'm looking at like Serena, Serena Williams quote it says, I've conquered a lot of things, blood clots in my lungs twice, knee and foot, foot surgeries, winning grand slams, being down match point to name just a few, but I found out by far the hardest is figuring out a stroller. Right. So, <laughs> so that's relatable. These strollers are like, I think they're scientific experiments sometimes right. to make them so I'm glad I don't have to do that. You know, maybe, maybe again, some point down the line, if I had, whenever I have grandkids, but I think that's going to be a long time, long time out. But I love that. I mean, you know, you, you kind of, you do a great job of balancing. You also have quotes from dads as well. Um, So it's a, it's a, I really think it's a nice balance. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think it's one of parenting is one of those equalizing experiences where it's like, you know, you could be Serena Williams or you could be Amanda Rodriguez or, you know, whoever, but there's so, so many elements that we can all relate to in that experience. We've all kicked a stroller, you know, and I, I <laughs> for sure gave up on pack and place. Like those things are a nightmare. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's just some experiences that we've all had, like, you know, the, the kid at the, the grocery store, like losing their mind and, you know, what do we do? So I, I wanted to make sure that came through in the book and, um, you know, just to, to know that people like we're all in this together. Like the world is your village, really, when you're talking, especially now, if you think about, I guess when, you know, my parents were parenting me, they didn't have this easy way to connect with other people. But, you know, we're sitting here in our separate houses talking about parenting on your podcast and, you know, other people can read uh, a, a blog online or we can connect through Instagram. So, you know, as there, there are some elements of social media that I think we all can agree are not the best parts of social media, but I think there's some things that really help bring experiences like parenting, um, bring people closer together over those experiences. Now we, we talked about, you know, the perfecting parenting, right? Sort of an oxymoron <laughs> or the perfect parent. But, you know, you have some you have some experience. You have three wonderful young men that, I, you know, I have I have the fortune of, of knowing as well. I was just wondering, how was it like for you in writing this book about being a new mom? Sort of, you know, rethinking the experiences, um, your parent, your past parenting 
to relive those past parenting experiences that you've had? How would, how was that um, for you in writing the book? Yeah, I think, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So <laughs> I'm like looking back now and I'm like, oh, my, I think my perspective on things is a little bit different than it was when I was dead in the center of all those experiences and moments. Um, but in some ways, I think I, I was able to reflect on um, maybe some things that I did well and some things that I didn't do so well that I wish I would have done differently. Um that I, I really hadn't like taken a moment to step back and think through those things. Like, you know, Oh, this thing I really, I really liked being, you know, taking the time to like, for me, a good example is nursing my boys. I, I nursed all three of my sons past the one year mark. Um, and I was fortunate to be able to do that uh, pretty, pretty easily with it. And there were some challenges, especially with the first one, but um I never, I, I never, when, when I stopped nursing, I remember thinking, oh, thank goodness, this is over. I'm so done with this. I have my body back and I'm ready to go on. But like taking a moment to think through that process and that experience when I was writing the book, um, it really helped me appreciate a little bit more that I was able to do that with them. And, you know, I reflected on some of the things that I actually liked about it. I liked having them close to me. I liked not getting up at, in the middle of the night and going downstairs to make bottles. So um, those are, those, those type of experiences aren't things that, you know, you don't really have a ton of time to take a break and think back through those things and how they made you feel and, you know, uh, what you learned from them. But writing the book, I sort of had to do that. So that that was a, a good thing, I think. And I think it's a great experience, you know, like, cause like you said, because sometimes you can you forget things. And it's like, you know, you having the opportunity and the privilege, I think, to sort of reflect on that to to inform your writing. I think that's I think that's a great, a great gift. Oh, for sure. I agree. So if you could narrow it down, what would be, you think, maybe your five, five top advice tips for moms? Five advice tips for moms. Um, well, there's 50 in the book, but <laughs> I have to I know. Um, I would say my first, first one is to follow your instincts. Listen to your instincts. Even a new mom's instincts are probably right. Um, and I think we easily doubt ourselves, especially in moments of, um, you know, like emergency moments or moments of turmoil or stress. Um, but I, I'd like to remind moms not to do that. Trust your instincts. You're probably right. Um, and do what's right for you and your family. Don't worry about expectations or what other people are doing, what other people think you should be doing. I always say that there are no shoulds in parenting. Um, there's nothing you should be doing. There are things that you can do. There are things you can try. There are things that make you feel good that are right for you and your baby, but there's nothing that you just should do this. It should be done this way. Um, third one I would say is definitely take time for yourself. You are still a person. You are important. Um, and if you aren't happy and cared for and loved and, you know, bathed and fed, <laughs> then it's going to be really hard to do all those things for your baby. Um, number four is probably the hardest one. And I would say it is kick the mom guilt to the curb. Um, this is sort of a practice what I say, not what I do tip, because I will fully admit that I fall into the mom guilt trap sometime still, uh, especially, you know, as a business owner and I work and, you know, trying to find that balance between giving 
myself to my kids and then not feeling guilty when I'm like, I'm going for a girl's night out tonight. Cause you know what? I haven't seen my friends in four months. So, um, but don't let it stop you. Don't let the mom guilt stop you from living a full life. Um, and then I think number five is gratitude. It's really easy to get caught in the, you know, the negative parts of parenting and, you know, especially with memes and all that, it's funny to talk about, you know, the tantrums and how awful your toddler is and all that kind of stuff. And I think we can all agree that toddlers are awful, um, but they're also amazing and wonderful and funny gifts that I I hope that, you know, people don't lose sight of um, appreciating and, and taking the time to just, you know, be grateful for the gift that is your family. I think those are great, great advice tips. Yeah. <laughs> I am. And they're still applicable now, even with older kids. Yeah. So what is something that you have that's exciting on the horizon? Exciting on the horizon. I'm hoping to get a nap in at some point. <laughs> Although since it's, a, it's turning into a snow day, that probably isn't going to happen. Um, I don't know. I think I, I've had a very, very, very emotionally full year from like super low to super high. Um, and so I don't really know what's coming up on the horizon. I think I'm going to write another book this year. I'm not 100% sure, um, especially coming right off of that experience. It's hard to convince myself to do it again. <laughs> Not that it wasn't great, not that I'm not happy, but it is a lot of work. So um, it, it's hard for me to to think forward into the things that um, I'm going to do this year, especially as I'm sort of still in this whole like promoting the book and, you know, going on shows and doing shows and all that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know, I guess. Exciting. Probably a nap at some point. <laughs> Oh, I think I I love the nap, so I think that's I think that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it, a take. I think that's great. And before we go, where can our listeners learn more about you and um, the book? Yeah, um, so you can follow my blog. It's dudemom.com. Um, and on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever, I'm at the dude mom because somebody had dude mom. <laughs> Um, and you can get the book on Amazon. You might be able to find the book in your local store. I can't say for sure which stores because it's in lots of stores, but um, if all else fails, go to amazon.com and you can grab the book there in print or in Kindle version. Thank you so much, Amanda. It was great um, talking with you today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on What is Black podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And for more information about the podcast, our blogs, and subscribe to our upcoming newsletter, go to our website at whatisblack.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode. And don't forget to leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time, thank you for listening.